You are listening to The James Carpenter Show, episode number 17. Hello once more. We're back at it another week. And what I have for you this week is the continuing of the five-part series. This week's topic is how the thought model changes your life. And next week, we're going to cap it off with the final episode that's why we procrastinate. So some good stuff. Stay tuned. But before we dive in, you know, before we get into in today's topic, I want to say just how excited I am for summer and looking forward to it. Uh, you can sense it. You can feel it. Like you can breathe in the air outside, depending on where you are in the country and depending on where you live, the temperatures are getting pretty nice outside. And so I am looking so forward to summertime and all that it brings, the pool, outside activities, hikes with the kids. And that also means beach season, right? Like, what are your plans? Are you staying? Are you going? Going on any little adventures? And last year for us, we actually made the adventure to Legoland for the first time. And that was a lot of fun. So much so that I think we're going to plan it again this year. And we did it at the very end of July, and it actually wasn't as hot as we thought it would be. Kids loved it, and honestly, it brings out the kid in you, even as the adult. So I'd strongly recommend it, and it was actually fairly quite cheap as well, like considering like the Disneyland, the Disney World amusement parks, and it honestly wasn't that crowded. But my utmost favorite destination is the beach, by far. And as I was looking up some of the topics and some of the, you know, beaches to visit and what are some of the better times to go to the beach, I came across this article about, hey, if you're going to the beach, uh, check out these potential dangers. Like, here are some things that you should be aware of if you're deciding to head to the beach. And so I was like, ooh, we got to check this out. So it was talking about riptides or more accurately known as rip currents and it was interesting it started going through like what a rip current is and there was this story that really caught my attention and it ties right into today's topic with the thought model and how it changes our lives but it was about this lady's experience uh, years ago when she was on a family vacation with her family at the beach and how she was where she found herself in a rip current. And this is what she submitted. It was in Delaware. It was an early morning sometime around, you know, this was like in the late 60s, 69 or 70. She said they went down to the beach for one last swim before leaving back for their home, which was in Illinois, after several days of staying in these little cabins with their uncle, who was an army officer, and, you know, he'd gotten for their families her mom and aunt spread these big blankets out on the brown sand and started unpacking some breakfast. And when they were doing that, she headed for the water. And she went on to say that I love to swim through the waves. I went far out, way past the break points where I could float and feel the power of the ocean under and all around me. I was and still am a very strong swimmer and love the water way more than the land. And I don't remember if my brother or cousin swam out with me, and I don't remember how long I'd been out. All I remember is this, is when I tried to swim back toward land, I couldn't. I'd simply turn to my left to swim back and couldn't. The water felt different. 
I pushed hard into it. But instead of getting closer to shore, I was actually going further out. And I had no idea what was happening. So I tried waving my arms and yelling at my family on the beach, but no one seemed to see me. They were getting so far away anyway, I doubted they could hear me. I started getting scared, tired. So I decided to float so I could rest. I didn't know what a rip current was, but I did know that panicking in the water was a bad idea and that I could float forever if I needed to, get some energy back, then try to swim in again. And I didn't know how long I'd floated on my back. I do remember though feeling as I was floating there halfway to Iceland, very disappointed that my family didn't notice something was wrong. When I looked around, I was very far out. I tried to swim again, but the current still wouldn't let me swim back. I could barely see the little group on the beach. I could see though that the shoreline was curving in here on the north, like the top of a crescent, and that part was closer. So I tried to swim that way, to my right instead of left, and I'll never forget the feeling. I moved through the water. I could go, so I went. I swam all the way to the top of the crescent. The water was friendly again. I made it to the shallows and stumbled onto the shore. I couldn't believe I'd made it all that way. And so I'm gonna pause right there from the story. So this story actually has a happy ending. She made it out. But as I was reading this, you know, her experience with this rip current, it zapped me like lightning, like, oh my gosh, like how many rip currents am I having in my life similar to her where I go out in the world and you just feel like as you try to swim back to shore or back to reality, whatever that is, it just hit me where it's like, how often do I feel like I can't get back to shore, right? And the way that it was starting to play out in my mind are these, you know, is this emotional, this wave of emotions that we oftentimes go through, right? These waves of ever present with you. And so as I started researching this out and learning more about these rip currents, I found out that there are three different kinds. And it's so fascinating the, how strongly correlated this is to our emotional well-being. And so here's what I mean. The three kinds of rips, the first one is considered a flash rip, right? It can form suddenly without extended notice. And for me, what that oftentimes will look like is I'm out and about, I'm interacting with people, and there's a comment there's a criticism, there's an opinion, and it just kind of comes. You know what I mean? Or it's you're driving along the road and somebody cuts you off in traffic. It's that sudden without notice flash, right? That sparks something within me. You know what I mean? Like It's like, what are those emotions that come up in that instant moment? Is it instant confusion? Is it impatience? Oftentimes it can be anger. Maybe it's embarrassment, like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Maybe it's this unexpected bill that arrives in the mail, but you're short of funds at the time, right? And so that's the first one is this flash rip. The next kind of rip that oftentimes occurs is known as a fixed rip, and which 
can stay in the same place for days or weeks or even months. And so as I was thinking through this, like a fixed rip, like, okay, well, what does that look like? And it's this constant or this consistent feeling of nervousness, right? Or anxiety. Maybe it's this sense of concern or unknown. Maybe it's the debt, like the maxed out credit cards or uh, the other things I was thinking about, like maybe it's this relationship that's not healthy or you know it's coming to an end, but it just won't end. And so it's like that extended rip that's constant in your life that's causing you this emotional turmoil, right? The last type of rip or kind of rip is known as a permanent rip. And this happens when there's a permanent obstacle, like a reef in the way, and it's a rip that may be ever present. And here's what came to mind when I was thinking about this is this could be the kids, maybe it's a divorce. Like I come from a divorce background. It could be health conditions. Like it could be that physical limitation. And I'll give you an example where when our youngest daughter was born, the nurse noticed something was off. You know, something wasn't quite right. And so at three months old, she underwent surgery. Now it was successful, yes, but she will always have this about her in her life. This is her permanent rip that she'll get to deal with as she grows and learns how to manage it. And it goes back to this question of what are those emotional rip currents in your life that consist of the flashes or the fixed or the permanent rips, right? And as we get back to like, if you do find yourself in a rip, the common reaction that when people find themselves in a rip is to start trying to swim against the water to get back to shore. And it's that same sense of resisting, right? You're going against the current. And we know that that doesn't work. You'll end up exhausting yourself, which is the number one reason why people drown. And so instead of resisting, the solution is to go with the current. It's allowing yourself to glide in the water with the moving water. And eventually it dissipates, right? And you're going to be able to return to shore successfully, like the gal in the story. And so let's apply this to our emotional state of being. Are we resisting our feelings? You know, we're fighting these waves of our emotions. And how this can oftentimes look is we allow ourselves to get caught in, maybe it's indecision, whether that's at work, by saying, I don't know what to say, or I don't want to say something dumb, so I won't say anything at all. Maybe it's in relationships, and depending on what stage you're in, maybe it's dating or the newlywed phase, it's young to older kids are still living at home. Maybe the kids have moved out, or they've been moved back in. So there's some emotional rip that's happening, right? Maybe it's with money. Should I pay off the debt or invest for the future? And so it's, we're allowing ourselves to get caught in this rut. Or another one I'll oftentimes see and hear is that we don't have time. Whether it's not, not having time to exercise, you'll exercise when you feel better or when the dishes are done or after this project is completed. It could even be saying that you don't have any control that too much is being asked of you or others don't respect me or don't pay attention. And so now applying how the model changes your life with each kind of rip 
is as we recap the thought model at the very top is the circumstance like that's the situation right that's just the fact of the matter like that's neutral there's nothing good about it there's nothing bad that's something that it's like the traffic like as we drive to work there's traffic that's just the fact of the matter but then it's our thinking about the traffic right that then drives everything so it's the circumstance at the top which in this example is traffic and then it's our thinking about the situation of, oh man, I'm going to be late. So that thought then creates a feeling in us. And maybe that's, I feel rushed or you start feeling a little bit of anxiety, whatever that is, that feeling then drives an action. And maybe that's to go above the speed limit. You know what I mean? So it then drives this action, reaction, or behavior within us. And our actions dictate our results and whether that's you arrive at work on time or you get pulled over whatever that is like that's your result and everything i just mentioned as far as the getting caught in indecision or that you don't have time or saying that you don't have any control all of those are thoughts and what we think about and are prioritizing as important and it's this concept of unmanaged thoughts that are happening in our brain versus how the model allows us to more fully or more effectively manage our thinking so that we can show up and be the type of person that we want to be. And so the thought model applied looks like daily thought downloads, meaning like you're writing down the thoughts and the feelings that you're having, and then it's finding and picking out the negative thought patterns that aren't serving you. And then once that happens, it's then going through this process of crossing over this thought bridge, right? So we found a negative thought that isn't serving you because we know it's not serving you because you don't want to feel negative and it's causing an action or a result that you don't want. And so what we want to do is find a replacement thought like we want to cross the bridge but so much of the time we can't just leap across the bridge all the way to the other side because it's too far of a leap so what we must do instead is to find a neutral to positive area and this is what i mean is that first example of allowing yourself to get caught in a decision you know with either paying off the debt versus investing like it's asking yourself like well why do you want to pay off the debt or why do you want to invest and here's what will happen as you ponder and are, are more mindful of you and the thoughts in your head, you know, performing the thought downloads. This is listening and being true to you. Are you with me? Your inner self will tell you what to do, but you'll say, well, I still don't know what to do. And that's an excuse that we're playing out in our minds that we're wanting to believe. And that's playing the victim card. And this is all part of the process of growing into that adulthood and making these kinds of decisions. So this is called emotional independence and is necessary for each of us. The next example I used was, I don't have time. Now, if we were to look to replace this with the thought bridge, like what this could look like is we could replace it with something as simple and as true as I'm capable of planning out my time and sticking to my commitments, right? You see how it's not, we don't jump all the way across from, I don't have time to, oh, I've got plenty of time. One, you, you're not going to believe that. 
but instead we find common ground that you can believe and fully support you thinking. And when you have that thought of, I'm capable of planning out my time and sticking to my commitments, this is essentially fortifying areas in your life around time management and boundaries to yourself. You with me? And then the third example of the, I don't have control. So an example of crossing that thought bridge could look like, I can handle anything thrown at me. Like, doesn't that make you feel more confident? <laughs> like, yeah, bring it on. And this reminded me of that line in Count of Monte Cristo, the 2002 version, which, by the way, my all-time favorite movie, where Edmund gave the toast to his not-yet-known son's 16th birthday. Life is a storm, my young friend. You will bask in the sunlight one moment, be shattered on the rocks the next. What makes you a man is what you do when that storm comes. You must look into that storm and shout as you did in Rome. Do your worst, for I will do mine. Then the fates will know you as we know you, as Albert Mondego, the man. Oh, so good. <laughs> and so as you think about life's five main rocks that will either bask upon in the sunlight or be shattered upon, really boil down to health, employed, unemployed, student, stay-at-home parent, like one of those categories, the third, money, then relationships, and then the fifth, spirituality. And the model helps you better manage each occurrence, whether it's basking or being shattered upon. Now, it doesn't eliminate one or the other because things will still happen in your life. We don't change the situation, rather you're thinking about it because your thoughts drive everything else. And another way to look at it is to imagine with me for a moment that there's a meeting that happens daily. Maybe it's at different times. Maybe it's in the morning, mid-afternoon, right after the kids go to bed. There's this meeting that's taking place in your mind. Who's present? You, sometimes, and your emotions. But we don't always show up. So where are you? You called in sick? You've got other things to get done? You're playing hooky. <laughs> Maybe it's with food or TV, like you're, you go unconscious, right? But the meeting still takes place. And maybe some of the meeting objectives could be, what should we do about being diagnosed with prediabetes? Or what about these money concerns? What about these unpaid bills? Summer's coming up. How are we going to pay for that trip to Legoland <laughs> or to see your family in the upcoming reunion? How about why we're letting this person's criticism and what they said affect you so much? If it were anyone else, it wouldn't be as big of a deal. You get my drift? You see where I'm going with all of this? Only those present are deciding the choices that impact your life, whether that's dating, nurturing your relationship with your kid by asking them what they learned in school. Only those present get to choose, which means the dominant emotions, and that could look like stress, overwhelm, boredom, are all collecting the ballots or the votes, and then nothing changes. Until one day, you have this inner voice that asks, how did I get here? What has my life become? And this is a pivotal moment for you because you've stepped into the meeting room with the other participants, and you now have a choice either stay in the meeting and start to regain control of the outcomes or leave and play hooky. 
not be present. Now the meeting will still go on. It'll continue until you decide to show up again. Now I say, you must learn to be present for your meeting. You must learn to take control of your meeting. Otherwise, you'll follow the loudest noise. It's that person who's beating the drum the strongest and you're following their path. And you start to think what they think and act how they act because it's easier. It takes less energy to simply follow. The model allows you to show up and to change the participants, or if anything, add more intended participants in the meeting, right? And for me, what this looks like is the confidence, the motivation, feeling hopeful and loving. The other feelings can still be there, but they no longer have a say. They no longer have a casting vote. And the model changes your life by helping you to regain control so that you can think and feel and do ultimately what you want so that you have the results to live the life that you dream about. Now, your actions always determine your results. And if you want to feel confident and motivated or like a badass, then you need to learn to manage your thoughts and your life will change. Another story, Tara, my wife, it, as we look back a year ago, we're coming up on a year from when she was a stay-at-home mom for eight years. She had decided to be a stay-at-home mom once we had kids. And so she left the workforce because she was working and she dropped out of school. And this was a decision that she was comfortable with, but there was all like, there was this inner voice inside of her that of this unfulfillment. And we're coming up on a year when a very influential person in, in her life had a simple observation, made a simple suggestion about, Hey, why don't you go back to school and be a PA, a physician's assistant? Like you could totally do that. You'd rock at it. Because Tara's always been fond of medicine and just the medical field in general, the medical industry. And she had that thought of, yeah, why not? And instantly, be, like using the model, I'll quickly tell you, she applied to school, got accepted, found an entry-level job, thinking that that's the best that she could do. Within a month, found a better job because of her networking and putting herself out there and is now almost two semesters done closer to getting her bachelor's degree and then applying to PA school. Now, it's not to say that there hasn't been concerns and fright and fear. <laughs> I'm here to tell you all that's been there and anxiety, but because she uses the model she's able to better manage how she shows up each and every day. It's not to say that you still won't have those down days, that you still won't have those thoughts and those feelings of, oh, I'm not good enough. This won't happen. Like, what am I doing? It's allowing you to, instead of resisting the wave, to go with it, to go with those feelings until they eventually dissipate. Because my friends, I'm here to tell you, those feelings eventually dissipate. They eventually get less and less noisy 
because you're showing up more frequently to the daily meeting. That's how the model changes your life. That's what I have for you this week. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful time planning your upcoming summer and all of its activities and wonderfulness. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Hey, if you like this week's podcast, then you should check out my six-week online weight loss program where we'll focus on your hormones to get you to your natural weight and look at what's happening in your life and why food is just a distraction that's keeping you from loving your life. Simply schedule a mini call with me at eliteweightsolutions.com forward slash join dash me.